You're listening to episode 26B. The B-side features Empire State of Mind and Times Square, the two last sections of our show, which focuses on catching up with the hosts, our personal lives, diving into the main topics of the show, as well as sharing all the fun things like weekly obsessions and trending topics with one another, all that good stuff. This week on the New York Dose. We Come From Queens is a millennial podcast about adulthood, dating, wellness, and queendom things. And we are joined by the host of the show, Monique and Kadesha, to discuss the origin of their podcast, where they are now, where they're headed toward, and then we chop it up about colorism in today's media, as well as some cons we shared when it came to dealing with Black-owned businesses. Yeah, y'all already know. What, what, uh, uh. I'm about yeah. to kill it though. Fuck out of here. Let's go. What's So the first uh, segment that I want to get into in this section is called Weekly Obsessions, okay? And I've been obsessing about two things this week. One of those things that I've been obsessing over is this uh, movie coming out called The Darkest Mind. Ooh, that trailer looks good. Oh my God, that trailer looks like... Are you into sci-fi things? If it's not scary. Okay, what about you? I don't really know what I'm into. I'm just into hey. movies that can keep me awake. Okay, hey, yeah. <laughs> this Very one looks like list. it'll keep you awake. Yeah, I think it'll definitely keep you awake. It kind of looks like um, it's something coming out of like the X-Men series. It's oh. basically about a whole... All right, so there's the thing, right? The premise is that uh, there's a disease that kills 98% of America's children. The surviving 2% develop superpowers and are placed in internment camps. So there's a 16-year-old girl who escapes her camp and joins a group of other teenagers on the run from the government. Um, it's being directed by Jennifer U. Nelson, and it's based on a book by the same name, The Darkest Mind, uh, written by Alexandra Bracken. It's being produced by Dan Levine and Sean Levy, and Sean is also a co-executive producer on Stranger Things. So wow, just think about, good. like, yeah, it's going to be like that. It sounds that. like it's not up my alley at all. Oh, <laughs> you, should, you should still do it. I don't know. Um, and Amanda, uh, oh, I cannot pronounce her last name at I all. just can't remember Something it. Something Berg. Yeah. Uh, the little girl. Who, yeah. Steinberg, I think it is. Mm. Something like that. Something like that. She's playing like the main character. Oh, I love her. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's going to be dope. Um, and I feel like it's going to be like the X-Men first class movie that uh, I, um, I never got because I did not like that movie. Um, so... Which one was first class? Is that the one where they were like, they went, they went back in time? It's the first one Jennifer Lawrence showed up in. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It, it had its cute moments, but it, it didn't really fit the, the classic X-Men feel. Nope. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so there's that. And while I was in Buffalo, I started writing a new play um, that I have been working on every day. And I'm very excited and obsessed over it. Um, and I'm already working on some things for it. Um, there should be a reading of it coming up in uh, May that might be put on by a theater that I've worked with before. So crossing fingers for that and for the uh, success of that and for the continued writing. Yeah. What about you, Mahai? What are you obsessing over? Um, lately, I've been like, <clears throat> feeling really nostalgic and listening to like music that I was really into in high school and I've been obsessed with uh, From First to Last um, I believe it's their second album mm. second or third album um, it's called Dear Diary My Teen Angst Has a Body Count <laughs> <laughs> which is like if you've ever watched the movie Heathers mm. um, Winona Ryder's character uh, sh she has like her scenes where she's writing in her diary and one of the scenes when they first started killing spoiler alert <laughs> the movie came out in the 80s I don't, just whatever yeah. <laughs> uh, she like that's one of the lines and the album it's like very like screamo pop punk type of music and it just really resonates with me and the, the album is just really good the, the beats are really good 
Um, I just really enjoy that album. And I've been listening to it all week. Hey, did you see the new Heathers? The new Heathers? Yeah. No, <laughs> there's a new Heathers? Mm-hmm. W- when? Uh, maybe like two years ago. No, I definitely didn't see it, and I don't even want to know about it. To be honest. <laughs> there it is. There the fuck it is. That sounds horrible. Uh, what about you, Mo? Any weekly obsessions? Um, I am obsessing with this show on Bravo called Tyrone with Love. I'm a sucker for reality TV with black people, yeah, <laughs> right? But um, I'm also, I love like these type of love um, love type of shows. So the idea is like, I don't know if it was six black women go to Rome. They get, there's a dating coach that hooks them up with like Italian guys or whatever one way or another. And the whole point of it is to fall in love. But now I find that it sucks because all the women have to go back to America. And it's like you either, depending on if you fell in love, have to move to Rome or hope that this Italian dude's gonna come back, so I think Damn. that kind of sucks. I'm also obsessing with Married at First Sight. Oh gosh, I love that it is, it is oh something else, yeah. But um, <laughs> it is something else. It, is, it just is because it's like they are introducing themselves to their wife or husband at the wedding for the first while as they're about Mm-mm. to like go through the, nope. the ceremony like hey i'm stephanie i'm mike nope so <laughs> you want to do that right? today, nope. it, it's, it's quite interesting and then lastly i'm obsessing over amara la negra song insecure it is like it is the summer bop it's just, really it's, i, I think so it. oh i live it, for it, summer bobs yeah i'm just like why didn't you release this just a couple weeks later so but it's i feel like this should definitely be played at all the day parties I feel like it's just like a little cutesy, flirty song or whatever. Ooh. I, I love it. Is this okay. her new crossover song? This is, this is okay, her crossover absolutely. song. And I think that it's it's like a really good song for that purpose, too. Yeah, I can't wait to hear it. You can learn yeah. it quickly. It's repetitive. It's simple. But the sound is definitely that like Caribbean, uh, yeah, summer vibe. <sighs> I can't wait to listen now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, what about you, Kadesha? Um, The only thing I can say I'm obsessing over, and I don't know if it's it's kind of new. It's semi-new. It's Starbucks hot chocolate. So I've always like purchased Starbucks hot chocolate. Mm-hmm. However, I purchased their hot chocolate for home. Oh. And so there's a box that you can buy of like eight packets or something. And it's so much cheaper than buying it from Starbucks. <laughs> and it's such a personal experience for me because I could t- just get to go home, heat up my almond milk or my cashew milk, and then put this packet in. And I'm just like, pour if my whipped cream on know, top. The hot chocolate is a big deal for Kadesha. Yeah. Like, legit, I don't know if you've seen her pictures of her. Because you probably thought it wasn't like she didn't even do this herself. There's like whipped cream involved. Yeah. Do you do marshmallows? No, I used to, okay. but marshmallows aren't really my thing. But when I have my chocolate drizzle, like yeah, the drizzle it's goes like over it. Okay. It's like an art for her. Yeah. Okay. It's definitely very personal for me. Yeah. So the fact that I could find Starbucks hot chocolate in a grocery store. Right. I'm definitely obsessing over that. And I think I've, I've drank it at least once a day this week. You got to be careful. I know. Yeah. <laughs> slow down, friend. Yeah, slow I know. It is. Theirs is actually not that sweet. But do you put the whipped cream on top? And the chocolate? That's not, that's not the point. I don't put the chocolate. Uh, okay. <laughs> I do put the whipped cream, but okay. I don't put the chocolate. <laughs> so that's not the point. All right. Um, we're going to move over to word on the street. And this is basically our trending topics. Mahaya, what's this thing about the Brooklyn Museum? Oh, okay. So there was like a huge controversy um, on the internet this entire week because Brooklyn Museum hired a white woman to be the new cur- curator for um, the African art collection. Hmm. Her name <laughs> Sorry, you okay is with Kristen Winmuller hyphen Luna. Uh, they describe her as a curator and historian of African arts and architecture. And she will now be the museum's uh, con- consulting curator of African art. And everyone was just like up in arms because basically y'all couldn't find a black person like, come <laughs> to on, fill come this on. job. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm pretty sure there are a lot of black people who study African art, who have PhDs or whatever the requirements are. I'm sure they fit the exact same requirements. That yeah. She probably don't got one either. She's probably just qualified because she's... That, that's I mean, also honestly, something. You know what? I'm, because I actually believe that. As you're saying <laughs> this, I'm picturing <laughs> the scene in Black Panther. Where yeah, exactly. He yep. went to, yep. And that's what everyone was like... <laughs> Of course, the internet is undefeated when it comes yes. to like, memes and things, and they have all the memes with like Killmonger, like Brooklyn is this your museum? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I love those Killmonger oh memes. Like, yeah. I have not seen any of these. That's funny, <laughs> and it's like it's just so true. It's like it's so hurtful, especially the fact what 
what I feel and what a lot of people did feel and what they expressed online is like, this is the Brooklyn Museum. Um, this was a borough that, of course, white people have been here forever, but it was mostly our borough, people of color, mm-hmm. because the white people didn't want to really live here. They wanted to be in Manhattan. And it's like now over the past like five or ten years, it's become like this hub of gentrification and just like hipsters think it's so cool to live here and I blame Lena mm-hmm, Dunham for that mm-hmm. for her funky ass girl show but <laughs> so it's just like it's it's just uh disappointing that you know we aren't ever responsible for the things that represent us and we can never like really put our own stamp on things they're always reaching to someone white to do it for us mm-hmm. and to tell our stories yeah it's, it's disappointing yeah and um to a lighter note, <laughs> Cardi B announced um, that her album will be dropping April 6th. It's called uh, Invasion of Privacy. I'm excited to see what the full body of work will sound like and if it will actually do well. Because just seeing her rise through the charts has been like, a, it's been an interesting journey. And I think it's been like a... Uh, sort of like a social experiment to see like just how much someone can be themselves and not change at all in any type of way right. to, um, to, to still make it and have mainstream success. And a lot of people doubted her career from the jump. So it's just interesting to see what she does. Like I'm always just rooting for her and I hope that uh, this rumored pregnancy doesn't hinder her performances in any way. <laughs> have you? you? Oh, both of us. Sorry, no. this is not my show. No, go ahead. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Oh, have you listened to her mixtapes? Yeah, um, the I think the second one I really enjoyed. The first one, uh, not so much. It was like okay, there was like one or two songs that I really liked, but I really liked her second mixtape. So I'm wondering, as a fan, are like, are you hoping that there are remnants of her mixtapes in her album, or, or like I don't know. I'm just hoping that it's like remnants of the of like Bodak Yellow and um, Bardier Cardi and okay. stuff that can keep her on the charts. Like her mixtapes were fun, they were cool, they were a little, they were more open and I, I hope she does keep that openness because I feel like that's what makes her brand is that people feel like they can relate to her and they feel like she's very honest. So I hope that she keeps that and with her new single, I feel like she's telling a very open and, yeah, and interesting yeah. story. So I hope it's like, and I like that she's trying different things. Like with her music progressively, it's always like she's not just sticking to the same track. She's always trying different sounds and just trying to be, you can hear that she tries to be better yeah. at her music. Like that's something that she really has done uh, consistently. I am not going to lie. I didn't start out liking Cardi. I liked her personality. I did not like her music um, in the beginning. And with this new single that came out, when she first came out, she kind of sounded like she was like, she rapped like she was deaf to me. You know what I mean? <laughs> she oh, was doing I that get beginner rap. You get it? I can understand oh, what you're saying. Okay. I love of, Cardi. A lot of beginner rappers do that where they yell yeah, for no but, reason. But it's like a muffled... You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, yeah, because her yeah, accent. I'm totally there. Yeah, okay, thank you. I know, All right. what you, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, so with this new single, I kind of hear her going back to that. Mm. Um, actually, so like, I, I like the, the production of that single, and I like her message in that single, but the sound of her voice is actually starting to turn me off again. So I'm worried that... Um, I hope like they're not all like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah, I'm not really interested. I didn't really like the production of it. Mm. it for me, it sounds very demo-like. And I that could have been intentional, but I was just like, it sounds like it should have come out way before all her singles, yeah. almost. But I, don't I, definitely I feel like my feelings about her voice have never changed. So what you're saying, <laughs> like that's what I thought initially, and I feel like I, I still think that way. Right. I'm just in a place where I'm like, I, I've jumped on the Cardi bandwagon because that's what everyone's doing. And right. I'm just... Just riding this way right now. Yeah. <laughs> My loyal. Surf's up, guys. Oh my gosh. <laughs> her voice, her voice is annoying. Yeah, but I, like I honestly, from all the other singles, I, I got used to it and yeah. I started to actually like it because I was like, oh, she has, you know, her own thing. But with this song, may, maybe because it does sound like a demo, like yeah. I don't know, but like it, it just went back and it's just hey, yeah, hey. yeah. I think it's because when she tries to enunciate more because she has like such a heavy accent mm. she and like 
they tell her to slow down, so yeah. that's oh. why it comes out that way. That, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is <laughs> I just hope she does well. Like just I just hope she continues to do well because she's just been like on such a trajectory. It it's gonna hurt to see her fall. Like it's oh. I don't want it to happen. So. I feel like all the Cardi B fans like know it's coming. So it's it, just like yeah. everyone's just like, no, just like come just hold yeah, on I'm a just little like, bit. Girl, please. Right, right. Yeah. Um I want her to make it. <laughs> damn. Yeah. yeah. Um the the last thing that I have for Word on the Street is these men out here being complete trash, these celebrity men. Um, this week. Fab. Fabulous. Yes, hashtag oh my fabulous. Gosh. And uh, of course, our resident domestic abuser, Chris Brown. <laughs> oh, the resident. Yeah, like uh, earlier this week, there's been like pictures surfaced of uh, Chris Brown, and he's like choking some woman, and there's another what? woman trying that. to break it up, and then there's another woman that's just sitting there, like, like I don't have the time. She's like not paying attention to anything, but it's just. Some people say in certain pictures it looks like the woman being choked was like smiling, but I don't. Yeah, I didn't this see is that. Like four pictures. They were. They were. They were playing around. Allegedly, yeah. Allegedly, yeah. and yeah. I'm not buying it. There's just one honest. picture that looks like she was like, "Oh, haha, you're doing too much." Right. Like she Sorry. looked like she was really thrown off. I don't know. It just looks weird, and I think it's just bad for Chris Brown, period. Like, I feel like even if it was playing around, he's the type of, like, his whole backstory and his, just his career, he's just not at the place where he should be playing around with right. anybody. Right, not like that. Like that. Especially mm-hmm. where anybody could take pictures and see it. Like, if you want to do that, do that in your house. Do that behind closed doors. Because him being Chris Brown alone, seeing those pictures is automatically triggering mm-hmm. for anybody. Because mm-hmm. when I first saw it, I'm just like, come on, Chris. Again, like, I just just started feeling like a little bit like yeah. okay with supporting you again and I really like the whole um, song with Lil Dicky and then I see these pictures and I'm just like oh, here he goes like here he goes again here he goes and again. then right behind that I saw the whole fabulous thing where um, Emily his longtime uh, on and off on again and off again girlfriend uh, called the cops on him because he supposedly, well, he allegedly punched her, punched her seven times and knocked out her two front teeth. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's just... <laughs> so are we... have Has that been confirmed yet? It also? hasn't been confirmed, but... Well, the only thing that was confirmed is that he went to a precinct and... But they uh, just don't know what for. Mm, I didn't see that. I he went there for the domestic violence, and okay. um, he had to like pay a fine and get his court date. Pretty right. much, with his he went there with his lawyer. He had to turn himself in. Um, it's just disappointing. <laughs> like, just yeah. I don't understand why this keeps happening and why people find it okay to put their hands on a partner, yeah. man, male or female. Yeah. You just shouldn't put your hands on the person that you're with. It doesn't make any sense. Just don't be with them. And if you feel like you're that angry, leave the room. Walk right. out. Go yep. somewhere else. It shouldn't get to the point where you have to physically harm the person that you're supposed to be in love with or supposed to be dating. It, it's uncalled for. Mm-hmm. Absolutely agreed. Um, all right. So I think it's incredibly important that I haven't heard anyone talking about, and I can't understand why, is the fact that Fifth Harmony definitely oh broke up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fifth Harmony definitely broke up okay. like a week ago. And like, I've heard nothing about it. And I'm pissed. I'm so pissed because like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like, they were literally like the only girl group that we had here in America. You know, like, Little Mix is over there in the UK doing their thing. And, you know, what they about have- Destiny's grandchildren? What? Like, who are those? What? <laughs> like Kelly Rowland has that girl group, June's Diary, oh, April's on. Diary. It might. Oh. Did you really June. say Destiny's grandchildren? Yeah, I said Destiny's grandchildren. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a more interesting name, um, honestly. But they're a girl group that are kind of doing covers of other girl group songs. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's why nobody's really listening to. It. Really, I, nobody. Their own music, yeah. I, honestly, and they were on tour with like R. Kelly. I know, and, which is which is horrible. Oh my god! Yeah. Are those a little all right? Right, look, they're bringing crowd yeah. to R. Kelly. Yeah, it was a whole big thing. <laughs> yeah, to just have his selection right there. Mm-mm. This fucking cult. Yeah. Um, yeah, so needless to say, uh, Harmony, girls, RIP. girls, girls, damn it. <laughs> I really, you know, had my, all right, it's like, okay, Camila left, but, but you know, they're still holding strong. They're going to do their thing. I don't know. Their, like, excuse or whatever that they're saying is that they're basically taking a, um, 
hiatus. Mm-hmm. But we all know what that means. Yeah, we all really know what that means. They basically said something along the lines that they've been gone like nonstop for the past six years. Um, They're excited and grateful to be able to take this time to learn and grow creatively and all this other stuff. Um, They think that everybody, this was all in like an Instagram post um, that they did on March 19th. So they thanked everybody, and um, yeah, they basically said deuces. Uh, They all want to pursue their own like solo thing, Mm. which, you know, I get. They see Camilla out here on the rise. Right, yeah, and, you know, but all of them can't be a Camilla, and they are really doing that one girl wrong. That one, um, what's her name? I think her name is Allie Brooke. She's just kind of like the most boring one out of them. Like, you have, like, Normani, like the dark-skinned one. Then you have fucking uh, uh, Dinah Jane, who kind of looks like Beyonce, like, a little bit. And then you have Lauren, who's, like, super pale, but she has dark hair and that whole, like, lesbian thing going on. And then you have Allie Brooke. I don't know who any of these people are. But yeah, me neither. All I know okay. is Normani because Twitter stands for her. Only person that only reason why I know her is because somebody told me that I look like her, and I was just like, "Oh, I can see it with the bob." I have to look again. I don't know what she looked like. I think with the bob. Okay. I, I just think that they were just saying her, that because I'm black. So I can't. Yeah, yeah, and she's no, the dark skinned one in the group. Like, I can definitely, but like with the bob, I can see it. Okay. Um, <laughs> everybody's just like uh, uh. these mythological ass names though right? Um, but yeah so I needed to bring that to light because I'm going to miss them um, if anybody was wondering what Kyla Pratt was up to because <laughs> I know that, <laughs> I follow her on Instagram she's adorable she looks exactly her the same her daughters look I'm, just like her wow she has daughters yeah yes. I'm like if she ever wanted to revive a role or something or if they want to do uh, like a prequel her daughters look it. just like her daughters they do. she has two daughters yeah, two. Oh. the older one looks the most like her I thought wow. she had one kid wow no she has two okay. didn't know that there was any other little Pratt's out there they are cute but the, you know, I call this when it, I'm very good at calling things when they're happening. Um, like when Lady Gaga first came out, and I called that she would knock Gwen Stefani like off of the, <laughs> the thing, because God. that's that's who it what uh, that's who Lady Gaga was before Lady Gaga. Like it was Gwen Stefani, right? Because um, she was like the crazy, you know, like white girl doing all this creative shit, doing the fashion and the blah 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 and the music, but. Then Lady Gaga came along, and I was like, mm, "This is not going to be good for, be good for Gwen." <laughs> Same thing happened to Kyla Pratt when, um, damn, what is her name? Now I can't remember. Uh, fuck, Akila and the Bee. Oh, Kiki. Kiki Palmer. Kiki Palmer. When that girl first, I said, mm, "This is not going to be good for Kyla Pratt." <laughs> oh no! Because they both serve that. They both yeah. serve the same niche. You and know? look at her. Oh, yeah. Yep. Look at her. Yeah, I love Kiki Palmer. Mm-hmm. Everyone does. Yeah, everyone does. right now. That was what, literally Kyla Pratt. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I didn't her, think her about music that. Music is just kind of fun too. Yeah, she's a, she's a really fun. fun personality though. Yeah. When you watch yeah, her on social media and stuff. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Girl does not give a fuck, and I love it. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> with that being said, Kyla Pratt is going to be in a stage adaptation of "Set It Off." Yes, I saw that. Yeah. Yes, I saw along that too. Along with the Brad. Along with the Brad, and also. Is it Lucky in there? Latoya Luckett and uh, this girl named Demetria. She's from um, one of those Housewives of Somewhere shows. Mm, Demetria McKinney. Yeah, yeah. And she has that one song. Yeah, okay. Don't know her. Yes, Mo, you better know all the one songs. That one song that she has is called A Hundred, like H U N N I D. It's really cute. Okay. Okay. I I think she was a Housewife of Atlanta or she was some show that dealt with Atlanta, women in Atlanta, basketball wives. I don't know, someone. I I don't know. Just somewhere. Anywho. Do Good y'all watch, um, well, do you ladies remember the original movie? Of course. Yeah. Okay. Do you know who played who? In the I original? know. Well, the brat better be Queen Latifah as well. I remember. Because... She better be, because uh, if she's not, it doesn't oh, make any right. sense. <laughs> All right, so everyone's voting that the brat, that the brat is playing Queen Latifah's if role. If they have her yeah. playing, well, I definitely think Kyla Pratt is playing Jada Pickett's role. That's what I think, too. Okay. And the other two, it's a toss-up. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree with that, too. <laughs> yes, agreeing across the board. So, um, Latoya Luckett is playing uh, Frankie, who was Vivica Fox's role. Oh, I can see that. Um, Kimberly Elise's role, which is TT, will be played by Demetria. Okay. Jada Pinkett's role will be played by Kyla Pratt. All right, all right. <laughs> and the Brett will be playing Queen Latifah's. 
the fact that everybody was dead on about that is like, <laughs> right, I was too. Right. It only makes it. sense. Yeah. It only makes sense. I mean, if the brat wanted to showcase her range in acting, <laughs> set it off is not the place oh to God. do it. No, it's definitely not. Be <laughs> <laughs> shade. Damn. I, say, I, would, I would love to see that, but I'm like, if you're going to be set off, I already know what I'm coming for. <laughs> I love it. Um, so yeah, they're gonna be touring around to a whole bunch of different cities doing that thing, and I don't know. I might try to see it. No, I definitely want to see it. So I think it'll be interesting. It'll be a group trip. Yeah, yeah. I'm yes. down for that. Yeah. Fuck yeah, set Let's it do off. it. Um, all right. The last thing that I want to talk about is that um, so scientists have potentially discovered a new organ, which I think is in the uh, human body. Yeah. So now we have eighty instead of like seventy nine. Um, I think they're calling it the interstitium, and it sounds exactly like what it sounds like. Sounds like a highway. Um, <laughs> and from what I gathered, the organ basically kind of like acts as a highway. And they're saying that it could explain how like cancer spreads so rapidly amongst like other things. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's also so it's a new study that's been published in the scientific reports. And of course, there's like controversy and like things like that. But um, This is the gist of it, and I'm going to read it uh, verbatim once I find it. And it is. Favorite part of podcasting. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It's right here. Okay. So it's basically like a thin layer of dense connective tissue throughout the body, sandwiched just under our skin and within the middle layer of every visceral organ. The organ also made up all of the fascia or the thin mesh of tissue separating every muscle and all the tissue around every vein and artery from largest to smallest. What initially seemed to be a solid, dense connective tissue layer was actually a complex network of fluid-filled cavities that are strong and flexible, yet so tiny and undiscerning that they escape the attention of other scientists. Then they explained that... It could explain things like acupuncture. Um, that energetic healing jolt may be traced to the interstitium because it's spreading everything all, all around that highway. Or perhaps, they're saying, or perhaps the interstitium can act as like a shock absorber, um, something that like protects other organs and muscles in daily function. Also, the space is in direct communication with the lymphatic system as the origin of lymph fluid, which means the interstitium is interstitial system of fluid-filled back roads could explain the metastasis of cancer cells and their quick spread beyond the limits of the organ in which the cancer started, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, basically a giant-ass highway and reality that um, nobody ever saw. <laughs> and it's the, lar- it's the largest organ that they're saying. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that that's just really interesting because I just always have this thing that, you know, I'm not going to die. And it's not me being in, in denial, but I just really feel true. Like I truly feel that when it's my time to go, scientists scientists will be on the cusp of something that's kind of like, nope, you get to <laughs> stick around a little bit longer, you know. And this kind of like pushes in that direction, you know. So I'm rooting for them. I'm like, yes, figure this shit out, <laughs> discover more things in my body, keep me alive. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's that. The interstitium. So we'll see how long this thing is actually taken seriously for. Because, <laughs> um, you know, scientists, they always rewrite in these fucking journals and shit like that. So, yeah. We are going to dive into the last section of the show. This is the dose post. And this is our main uh, topic that we talk about. And I want to chat a little about D-Girl. And what that term means. Okay. So I was listening to. I know I love a big ass pause there. So I was listening to this podcast called The Stoop, and I was listening to their brown paper bag test episode. Uh, um, and they included this clip of this um, black woman who gave a TED talk called "Confessions of a D Girl" at Stanford University, and she basically just kind of like broke down what were A girls, B girls, C girls, and D girls. And it's funny enough, it relates back to um, that first uh, thing I was talking about earlier about uh, seeing the colorism in that casting call. Um, so this is a little bit of what she was saying. Hey girls, these are the hottest of the hottest. What? The B girls. 
These are fine girls. Long natural hair, must have light skin. Beyonce is the prototype here. Beyonce, okay. Okay, what's going on here? I know. The C girls. These are African American girls, can't have extensions, must be medium to light skin toned. Okay, so they're obviously looking for just a certain type of girl. For what? For what reason? What's going on? So I scroll all the way down to the last category, the D girls. These are African-American girls, poor, not in good shape, must have a darker skin tone, a darker skin tone. This was the casting call. So that was the casting call for Straight Outta Compton. That clip is from the TED Talk? Yeah, that clip is from the TED Talk. Yeah, I saw that TED Talk. Yes. I didn't see the TED Talk, but I heard a lot of people talk about um, this conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The casting. Yeah. It's a casting call from Straight Outta Compton, which came out in 2016. Um, and I'm honestly wow. just going to leave that there wow. and ask yeah. you, ladies, like, like, how do you feel about that? Like, how did you see the movie, and how, does that information like change your view on the movie? Um, those kinds of things. Everybody's kind of just like. Hmm. Well, unfortunately, I have yet to see the movie. Um, that wouldn't, that clip or that conversation, that casting call uh, being revealed, that wouldn't deter me from seeing the movie. I still want to, so I guess whenever I get the time to it. But that's just very unfortunate that that is still, like, happening as you said you were experienced. And also just, like, the level of detail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, like, alarming. It's, like, damn, like, the dark skin girl has to be, like, X, Y, and Z, yeah. all these negative things. And actually, A, B, and C don't really sound that different from each other. Yeah. They you know? Yeah. Um, also, I didn't see the movie. Um, but I'm just thinking about, like, where we are as a society and, like, how much everyone's all pro-black and black power and people are all woke and everyone. I just feel like we've come so far in educating ourselves and to hear something like that now is like, really? Like, Even if it's depicting something that's from like 20 years ago. Right, it's just like, this is how you categorize us for a casting call? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah, my mind is a little blown. Yeah, and just um, to piggyback a little bit off of what you just said about it's representing something... um, that happened 20 years ago. Uh, <laughs> it's just so confusing. <laughs> like, it just doesn't make any sense. Because even if you are representing something that happened a long time ago, it's still a new era and a new age. And I'm pretty sure that dark-skinned women existed back then. Right. And they weren't all poor and overweight. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And so it's just a little... It's a little just disheartening, especially when it's a movie who's that was coming from, like, Ice Cube and... Uh, kind of sad as me. I saw the movie. I like the movie. I like Ice Cube. <laughs> I like his work a lot. Um, in the movie, I don't remember seeing a lot of D girls. Um, mostly, the, the the movie itself was uh, a little misogynistic in the oh. shots yeah. that did happen, um, where there were women. There were there were light skinned women. There were dark like brown skinned women. I don't think I saw like any really dark skinned women in the movie, but they were mostly like thin, um, scantily clad. <laughs> so if there wasn't any like, I don't think I saw any like levels of women. I saw mm. mostly just, it looked like, they mostly looked like video vixens, mm. <laughs> to be honest, but more, f- not as thick as the ones that we see now, more of like the 90s where they were like thin. Yeah. Yeah, so, I don't, I, I don't think their casting was, uh, I don't think they got what they were looking for. <laughs> I, just have, I just have one more thing to say about like the whole 20 year thing. I'm just thinking that, I feel like that casting is also like a direct reflection of how, whoever was casting feels Things, about exactly. women. You know what I'm saying? Yep. For you to just put those labels on people like that. Most definitely. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And yeah, that's exactly um, what I was thinking also. And yeah, exactly like what all of you said. It's just, it's kind of like really like still like now, like that as like, you know right. what I mean? Like we're still going through that motion. Um, it's very unfortunate. And it makes me think how many other things, going back to what I was saying before, like how many other displays of black people on television are we seeing r- right now that had to go through a casting call that looked like that? You yep. know what I mean? Like right. how many of those descriptions have actually been out there? Um, which is why we're seeing what we're seeing on te- tele- television right now. Um, yeah, because it looks like most of the castings are probably like we need someone who looks biracial, yeah. <laughs> light skin with 
uh, 3C hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. Uh, so here's to hoping that, you know, we'll, we, we get it together a little bit. Uh, moving forward. <laughs> Maybe in the next 50 years. Uh, hopefully not. Um, but what about you, Mahaya? What's this thing about entrepreneurs? Um, uh, what I wanted to talk about was how, like, from my personal experience, and I want to ask you guys about your um, experiences as well, these n- new, not all of them, but a lot of new entrepreneurs, um, they have this, like, attitude that they're doing you a favor. Most definitely. When, you, when you're the customer and you're the one giving them your money, they, mm. before you even get a chance to give them your money, you get, like, I'm kind of turned off by the interaction because their, their attitude is just really off-putting. And it says, I personally feel like it's the opposite way around. Me as right. a customer, I'm doing you a favor because I'm coming to you with my money. Unless you're providing me with a specific service, then of course, yeah, cool, you're doing me, but at the end of the day, I'm still paying for it. Right. Um, and it, a lot of times it's like, it's not even services, it's like, uh, I had one incident with uh, this girl who is trying to start a lash business, um, and she's always posting like, and I like to support black women especially um, when they're up and coming, and she like keeps putting up the promotions for it, so I keep asking her for a link. I asked her for a link repeatedly, um, and then she put out like a video promo, and I'm like, oh, this would be really good if there was a link with the <laughs> video promo, because there was still no link. Right. And then she she responded back with just like some like smiley face emojis, and I'm just like, okay, but that's still not a link. <laughs> and she was just her response was, if you were interested in buying product, you would have asked me, how do you buy oh it? My God. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So you asking for a link was for what reason? Exactly. And th- from that, and it was just like, oh, and then she proceeded to explain that the way to buy it is through PayPal. <laughs> um, and my response was just, if someone's repeatedly asking you for a link to the product, that means they were interested in buying the product. Right. Like what? And I just girl? left it at that because it's like now I'm no longer interested in purchasing these lashes, and like that's that. <laughs> and like you said, I'm patronizing your business. Right. I'm doing you a favor, right. actually. Like, there's hello. a million. Like, other, confused. Yeah. This is my money. <laughs> there's a million other lash companies that I can buy from. Okay. Like, I'm I'm doing you a favor, to, just to be honest. And um, another incident I had with uh, like a few months ago, like right before, right at the beginning of like winter, I wanted to buy a coat, and this girl like had just recently started. Um, like an online uh, store and she was like selling like a lot of fur coats and different winter coats and like cute little accessories and I was like oh this looks like something cool and she had this coat and it was like 250 I know from personal experience of shopping in stores all coats are all coats are not made equal some coats are really thin and they might have a high price tag and then some coats have the high price tag and are actually warm, like warm enough and thick enough to sustain you through the winter months. So I went on um, her page and I asked her like about the specific coat that I wanted to buy and I was asking about the warmth of the coat. Her response was simply, it's a coat, not a jacket. <laughs> oh boy. Whoa. So once again, <laughs> I this person missed out on my money because I was just like, I, I didn't respond at that time. I was just like, okay. And I was just like, this person will not be getting my money in the future. They will not be getting it now. They will not be getting any type of anything from me. Because to me, it's just like, if I was to go on um, a more, like on ASOS or um, any other clothing website, I just say ASOS because I love them a lot. But Mm -hmm. if you go on any other type of website and you ask for information, they provide you with the information. They don't have like a snooty attitude about it. You get your information because they want you to spend your money. Right. Yeah. And with with these instances, I just keep running into this fact where they feel like they can be rude, which is another thing that like I have an issue with uh, aside from that, where it's just like people just try my patience a lot. But my thing is like, have you guys experienced this where you're doing, like you're looking to be a patron and people are pretty much turning you off and turning you yeah, away for sure um okay just quick i just went, had a quick question for you yeah i know you said the first business was a black business the second one was as well yes okay so there's a black business in harlem that i i try not to patronize as much i'm not going to say the name of it because i'm going to be nice but <laughs> i buy pastries from this particular business mm-hmm. um and i anytime i'm in harlem and i'm in that vicinity like i always think like hmm, maybe i should buy like a cupcake or something from there and 
So nine, nice. huh? So I mean, nice. I could say it. It would be very easy to say it, but I'm not gonna do it. People may know. Um, <laughs> Don't but, give them no free promo, huh? <laughs> Don't give them free you right. promo. <laughs> nine times out of ten, when I go to this establishment, guaranteed the workers there have an attitude. Yeah. It's like pulling teeth to get them to give me information about a particular flavor. Like, I love red velvet. But today, I might not want to try red velvet. I want to try something else. If I'm asking you about it, don't give me an attitude. Don't act like I'm, um, you know, I don't know, being mean. I don't know. Just give me information. Right. Right. I'm trying to buy something here. I love sweets. Like, I, I just want to, to support this business. And I, I reached out to you. the company years ago. Like, I wanted to work there when I was student teaching or something. And even just, like, management, just trying to reach her was... An issue, and my my issue is black businesses. I want to. That's where I was gonna go. You know what I'm saying? I was I was trying not to do it. I saw you dancing (laughs) around it. I was gonna call it out. Support you. You know what I'm saying? Like we're trying to build a community, and it's so hard to build community when everybody's not on board. Yeah. If you have something and it's good, their their products are good. It's quality. But if I can say this, Cake Me and Raven's products are better than theirs. Wow. Um, And I I receive. How you did really? Yeah. And I received better service there as well. I know that they had issues with services at one point with their services at one point in time, mm-hmm. but they've completely revamped and I will continue to patronize them and I will tell people about them. And this is the thing, this is how we grow, this is how we get better by telling other people this is my experience here. And I can't continue to support you and tell others to support you when you don't even treat me right. Every single time I go in there, I can tell you, mm, this person's probably gonna have an attitude. That sucks. It does. It's very sad. Yeah. I have two things. Sorry, Dark. Do you want to? Okay, I, I, I wasn't going to, but I'll do it. I've just been, the the uh, format that you've been using the word patronize in this whole episode, I literally had to like look it up again for myself because I was like, she's using it in such an interesting way. I didn't know you could use it that way because um, oh. I normally use it in the smart ass oh, way. You know what I'm like? Yeah, don't patronize I even, me. I didn't even think about it that <laughs> way. Yeah, yeah. I've never heard anyone else use it in the way that you're using it. So I had to look that up like... <laughs> That's right. That's why I just looked at you like. Right. <laughs> you earned those two degrees. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Sorry, Mo. It's fine. Um, I I wanted to say that for us, we've in December we launched merchandise for our podcast. So for me, both of us have also worked in customer service. Right. And for our um, customers, we've had people approach us like, "Hey, the tracking number isn't working." We want to know where the package is. And we do our best to uh, respond immediately. And I think there was even one instance the girl was like, oh, my gosh, you responded so right fast. Away, like yeah. Within five minutes, I was like, oh, here's a tracking number. Try this. Does it work? And it worked. And I think for us, and also like being podcasters and being brands and trying to grow brands, whether you're in this particular podcast industry or not, it's also that we have to be really mindful. Like We're providing a service mm-hmm. now if we're expanding out to mm-hmm. be on other people's shows, mm-hmm. if we're expecting people to cross-promote, like things like that. It's really... It sucks that enough people have the attitude that, um, uh, well, we're doing you a favor, even though you're giving me money to do something right. for you, too. And that's just something I know as as that in selling merchandise, we're trying to be really, really mindful about and getting back to people in a certain period of time. I did also want to ask you guys, because I know that there's this thing that you have bigger companies, for instance, like banks or social media accounts and things like that. And sometimes we can have customer experiences with them that aren't pleasant. But I remember seeing this tweet saying, like, how how come we're so fast to, like, drop a black-owned business to the curb because of how they're mm-hmm. behaving, but we're still going to hang out with Chase despite this or that, or mm-hmm. we're going to still drink Pepsi, even though they do a lot of racially insensitive things, maybe, mm-hmm. or tone-deaf things. So, like, for you, how many chances, like, are you willing to give a black-owned business? Because you said you just limited, for the most part, how much you frequent that business. But, um... Do you have that's like good. that's a good question? Huh? <laughs> she still goes in. Yeah, but do you have then the three with a like uh like three strikes you're out type of thing when it comes to black businesses or? Um, I don't. Uh, and I tried to keep it like that's why I tried not to say specifically that they were black owned businesses, um, because I was just trying to keep it neutral and it, like it is it's just bad business practice. Period. Yeah. In my opinion, um, and. I've definitely had like friends who immediately drop a black business and I've had that conversation with them as well of like try to be more understanding but in certain instances where you're like directly disrespecting me I feel like I just have to drop you like I don't care if you're a black business I don't care if you're um, a big multi-billion dollar company like I just if I feel personally disrespected I'm not gonna fuck with it I just can't and um, in other instances like 
Jamaican restaurants, for instance, mm. <laughs> they I was always have an oh attitude. Like, but the gravy is mad <laughs> good. So I'm going to keep asking for it. There's supposed to be three plantains. <laughs> like, why are you mad? You're short. Right. And I'm still going in there like, right. I just want, like, when they're putting the rice, I'm like, no, 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 that's enough. And I need extra oxtail gravy. And I need, like, I'm still going to go to them. And I know that I'm going to get an attitude. <laughs> from the lady behind the counter or the man behind mm-hmm. the counter but I'm still gonna go because yeah. the food is great right. yeah. and I feel like I'm supporting my community um, that's not like I can overlook a bad attitude okay. um, I can't overlook you thinking that you're doing me a favor when you're not like that's just to me it's just absurd mm. I, I can't get down with that for me, um, I honestly I do not support um, black businesses. Uh, what I support are <laughs> no, <I'm> a, <laughs> uh, wait, what did you just say? Uh, the, the wolf is here, and you just looked at Derek like, "What the fuck?" Like, no, I, like I like not like not like I don't support them in my heart because I do. <laughs> but like, if I have to count the amount of black businesses that I've actually like supported physically, zero is my count. Um, but what I do support are um, my black friends independently who are, you know, who might, who might be doing a thing on their own, you know? Okay. So if I know um, a group of guys, pers- like, I, okay, so I do know a group of guys personally that have this, like, whole, like, hat and clothing thing going on, and I buy their hats. Or one of my old residents, she does, like, a hair thing. So, like, sometimes I bought her hair, pro- you know what I mean? But, like, I got an... And the, and it goes back to Kadesh's thing about management kind of being like incompetent. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I feel like with other businesses, you know, maybe like Amazon or blah, blah, blah. At least I know that at the end of the day, if I have a complaint, it'll go. Uh, I can take it up to, to somebody high enough that's going to take care of it. And I know that I'm going to win at the end of the day. When it comes to black businesses, I feel like often time the person that you have the main problem with is the person that owns the business. So you can't really do shit about it. And then I lose at the end of the day. You know what I mean? I need to win out of this interaction. Yeah. And we know black people because we are black. And it's like, and especially if it's my business, you ain't going to tell me shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's like, you can take your complaint and get to step in. You know what I'm saying? Um, and it's unfortunate that that's how I think about it. But that is how I think about it. And um, when I support individuals or friends that are black, at least I know them. So it's like, if you try to get crazy, I could show up at your door. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a personal relationship where I know I, w- I won't get fucked over or I won't lose at the end of this, you know? Um, but, like, I can't, like, black banking scares the shit out of Like, I'm going to say it. Scares the shit out of me. Like, I cannot put my money with a black bank. Um, only because I feel like if anything were to ever go wrong, y'all gonna win at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? Um, and that's my God honest uh, truth about that. Hot takes. Hot take, hot take. Mm-hmm. I've never thought about that when it came to black business, um, black banking. Yeah, me neither. I, I'm a little nervous about black banking too. I want to. I'm I like, don't maybe I'll just put on a little one. bit of money. Mm-mm. I, I might try it. Yeah. Let me know one, how it goes. Day. Yeah. Nope. I right will. now I'm good with my credit union, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, look, Citibank is good to me, yeah, okay? Me too, I have Citibank. Yeah. Jeez. So, there that is then, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. That brings us to the end of our episode, okay? Um, joined by the ladies from we come from queens Yay. all right so that was the end of our episode thank you for joining us we come from queens Woo-hoo. uh the new york dose is uh produced by the board of the new york dose uh, um you can catch me at djsj614 on instagram and twitter and hollywood614 on snapchat you can find me at Mahaya Sin, m-a-h-i-a-s-i-n-n on both instagram and snapchat you can find us at We Come From Queens um, on Instagram and Twitter. The Queens is spelled QNS. And on Facebook, we're generally just We Come From Queens. No different than the spelling, regular spelling. Yeah, that's it. Special promotion for this week is We Were Carlem's event. Um, as I said earlier, they're doing Harlem Renaissance, a night of poetry on Wednesday, April 4th from 5 to 7 p.m. 
which means tomorrow if you're listening to this episode on April 3rd and today if you're listening to it on the 4th and you missed it already if you're listening to it anytime after that. Um, the flyer says, join us for a very special happy hour event bringing the Harlem Renaissance to life. Special guest poets and performers will share their work and help kick off National Poetry Month. Don't miss an amazing night of poetry and much more. And as I said before, I'll actually be performing a piece for my current collection, GNHB, and it's being put on by Julissa from the podcast Ladies Who Bronche. Um, she's the one that's like orchestrating the event and things like that. So come out and have some free drinks, free food, and a black ass time in Harlem. Um, don't forget to ever stay dope. Stay dose, dose. and <laughs> stay in New, New York. York. <laughs> yes, great job filling in um, for Addy. <laughs> <laughs> Addy, your job is tough. <laughs> Our audio engineer and editor is Bruckner. Photos for this week were taken by Mahaya Sin Ooh. and me and the Wolf. Um, photos were edited by Christina Mataro. In studio, YouTube footage was shot by the Wolf as well. As well, and shout out to the rest of the team: Monet, Owl, Shawnee, and Cece over at YouTube. Thank you, everybody, for listening. <laughs>